Hey everyone, welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Destine, your co-host of the show. Today we are here with Stacey McCormack, the CEO of Musimac Marketing based out of Oregon. How are you, Stacey? I'm great. Let's get to here. Let's get started. What does your agency do and how did you start it? Sure. So we have four key areas of focus in our agency. So custom website design and development, SEO with an extra focus on local SEO, uh, social media marketing and digital advertising, paid media, Google ads, Facebook ads. Uh, those are our primary areas of focus. Um, I actually got started in traditional media. So I spent 20 years in local radio, broadcast TV, cable TV, and uh, most recently our state newspaper, The Oregonian. So I was in advertising. I was working with local businesses to help them really clarify and determine their target audience, help them with their messaging, help them get their business noticed. And that's what I've done my entire career. Um, about eight years ago, I got laid off from the newspaper and decided, well, it's time to really focus on digital because that's where the world is going and time to start out on my own. So I started out uh, about eight years ago and uh, haven't looked back. <laughs> wow, that's so exciting. You know, I love that you started in traditional media. So clearly you came with a lot of experience. You said it's been eight years. What would you say with your background in media has helped you today? Yeah, so it's just really having built that passion of supporting local business and really being able to watch them start maybe without a lot of confidence and maybe not quite know where they're going with their business and really help guide them into growing their businesses through really strategic marketing. Mm. And that's something I've become very passionate about and just being exposed to their different challenges and and helping them be creative against those challenges and what types of messaging works with what types of audiences and, and all those things have carried over now into the digital world. Mm. And what I am so excited about having transitioned into digital is digital is so much more targeted uh, than traditional media. So you know exactly where every penny is going that you're spending mm -hmm. and it's more trackable. So you know what's working and what's not. And also you can move the needle on the fly. So if something's not working, you can change it immediately, which is just not true for radio, TV, or newspaper. You've got to wait till the next cycle comes out to, to make that change. And sometimes changes can be very costly on, on video platforms in particular. But with a digital platform, we can be very nimble, very flexible with, with the messaging, with the approach, with the strategy, with the offer. And that's been really exciting for me, having moved into the digital world. Um, it's just so much more effective for the advertiser, for the client, and able to get 
greater results more quickly and more efficiently just because the, of the, 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 the way that the platforms, the digital platforms work. So uh, that's, that's been very exciting, very rewarding. That's amazing. I'm, I'm sure it's very rewarding. It sounds very service-based and maybe just personalized, I would say. You know, you mentioned that digital is a lot more targeted and obviously flexible with the changes and how your messaging, how your messages can come about. What would, can you give us an example of just strategic marketing within the digital realm that you've able to help your clients with? Uh, for us, it really starts with the website and it's got to start with really knowing your target audience. And it's amazing to me how many businesses don't truly know who their target audience is. And they, they always want to fall back on, well, my business is for everyone. Everybody needs my product. And the reality is that's just not true. Um, every, every product or service has has an ideal customer. Sure, you might have the ability to sell to everybody, but there's going to be a specific area that is going to be your ideal customer, whether it's it's the male-female split, whether it's older, younger, higher income, lower income, with families, are they working, are they retired? All those things are so important to really dial into because that's going to affect the messaging on the, on your website. What what are your what is your key offer? What what are you doing to create impact and value for this audience? Mm-hmm. And if you don't really spend the time to really analyze your target audience, you're wasting your time on any kind of marketing you might do. I don't care what platform, I don't care what kind of marketing it is. If you don't truly understand your target audience and you haven't taken the time to really think that through, who's your ideal customer that's going to spend the most amount of money with you that you feel like you can help and have the greatest impact with? And that is just so important. And so it starts with their website messaging and the offer and just having very compelling content. Um, showing them as an authority against their competitors. And then from there, we can be promoting who they are on social media. We can promote them on digital advertising. But um, you got to get that message right. Um, We spent a long time with our clients developing their elevator pitch. Maybe it's a paragraph or two that very clearly and very succinctly explains who their target audience is, and what are the benefits that they offer, and how do they do that better than their competition? What is their unique value proposition in their industry? And we can take quite a bit of time on doing that. And once you've really got that dialed in, it really sets the tone for anything else you might do to market your business. And so that's that's a very early and important step in the process with working with any client. Yeah, I think that's huge. I don't, it's not often said, to be honest, with agency owners just saying that you need to, that's like your main focus, your target audience. That's huge. What made you want to just get into that field or bring that about with your clients, help that with your clients to help them create compelling content and so. Well, when I was in traditional meeting, uh, traditional media, my 
core area that I was focused on was market research. And so if I was in radio, I was looking at the radio ratings. If I was in TV, I was looking at the TV ratings and really being able to look through and using a variety of of different data sources that we had available to us uh, to do that research and figure out who's going to be their best target audience. And so that's something that I've been working with since the very beginning of my career is trying to have very data-informed decision-making. And so that's always how I've, I've approached things. And I've just found that to be so much more efficient um, when you're asking an, a, a client to spend money for marketing. You want to feel confident that you're not wasting their money. We, we take yeah. our clients' investments very seriously. And we do our, ver- our very best to research the options that are truly going to be best for them. It's, it's not like a one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter approach to anything we do. And I think one thing that makes us unique is that extra time that we spend with a client to really get to know them. What are their values? What are their priorities? What are they trying to achieve with their business? But how are they really trying to serve their audience? What benefits are they offering? And really focus on those. Yeah. That's huge. And it's just so important to be service-based once again. You know, I love that you mentioned that you take your investments very seriously. Would you say that's one of your core values? Oh, yeah. Agency? yeah. Absolutely. And we've even, you know, it's it's been very rare, but on, on occasion, we've actually had to let a client go where we were maybe doing an advertising campaign for them. We worked it every which way to Sunday, and we just felt like we weren't getting the results that we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that, that can be for a variety of reasons. Sometimes maybe there's just not a market for what they're offering. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've actually had to let clients go and say, you know what? I just can't in good conscience take your money any longer when we're not getting wow. anywhere. And maybe you might want to think about retooling your offering possibly in these different ways or, or try to give them some different options, but maybe for whatever reason, there's just not enough interest in what they're offering or how they're offering. Maybe it's, maybe it's a pricing issue. Maybe it's, it's just a new product that people don't understand yet. There's a whole Mm. variety of reasons of why your marketing may not be as successful as you'd like, but uh, it's, it's really important to us that, that we're not wasting people's money. We don't sign people to long-term contracts. You don't have to sign up for a year to work with us. Um, we believe that if we're doing a good job for you every month, you want to stay with us. And it's, mm-hmm. it's into your financial benefit to stay with us because you're seeing results every month. And if you're not getting the results and you're not happy with what we're offering, you should be free to leave. And that's, that's another one of our, our core values is uh, we're not going to lock you into something that maybe not be the best for you. Mm. Yeah, that's so huge that you're not trying to lock clients in. That's such a norm <laughs> within the agency yeah. industry, um, or it can be sometimes. But yeah, it's, it's really speaks- easy yeah. for the for the agency to sign you up for a year, and then they just mm-hmm. are sort of going through the motions for a year. How are they motivated to? 
do their absolute best for you if they yeah. know that they've got you locked in for a year. Exactly. So we 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 are inherently motivated to do well by you. Yeah, absolutely. I think that really speaks to your integrity. How would you say you get your clients, or is it through social media, inbound, outbound, referrals, ads? Yeah. Um, so initially, pre-COVID, it was a lot of just getting out face to face. Been really active in our local chambers of commerce. We have a few in our area. Um, I've also been very active with SCORE, which is a national nonprofit that helps small businesses in a variety of different areas. Uh, they, they provide support at, at no charge. It's completely volunteer-based. Um, I host a series of marketing-related workshops for them, and I've, I've met a lot of clients that way. Mm. And uh, just getting out and uh, speaking uh, opportunities like this, you get invited to show up somewhere. I try to always say yes whenever I can and, and get out mm-hmm. and meet new people. And uh, that's, that's, been, that's been the core is just getting out there any way that you can um, and, and really putting a face to the company. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that's been really important. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I love that. I mean, I love that you're just emphasizing getting out there and saying yes and just opening yourself up to opportunities. That's huge. And pre-COVID, like in-face was, you know, probably more of a norm. How has that kind of transitioned after COVID? Well, I feel like we're getting back to it. We're getting back to more in-person events. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there for a while – the chambers tried to go online with their meetings and it just wasn't quite the same. It was hard to stay motivated and engaged on Zoom. Mm. Um, but but people are coming back to in-person events again. And um, I'm, I'm involved with, with a whole variety of different networking groups here locally in Portland. Um, and again, I think it's it's that face-to-face. And, and even if it has to be Zoom, it's still putting a face to the company, which I think is really important, as opposed to just sort of this generic corporate front. We, we try to be as personable as we possibly can. Yeah, as personable. I love that. You know, putting a face to, to the company, can you expand more on why that's important for you? In your agency? Because it's about personal relationships. People mm-hmm. like to do business with people, not yeah. with just blind companies and, and big, you know, big corporations. So I get out and I, my number one job is to get out and build relationships with people, just get mm-hmm. to know them, uh, get to know some of their, their pain points with their business and, and genuinely have interest in people and their business and wanting to see them grow and, and just being able to, to help out wherever I can. Um, it's, it's something that has been called a giver's gain mentality. Mm. And it's the idea that you, the more that you give of yourself, the more that comes back. And I'm a huge believer in that. Um, and just, I, I think it's that that face to face time that people get to know me first, and then eventually they might they might learn what I do. Um, but but just having those personal relationships are are everything. 
Yeah, I completely agree. Like you said, business, I mean, it's people. So just emphasizing on building relationships is so important more than just thinking about the dollar first without the person and service first, right? Right. You know, you mentioned SCORE, the national nonprofit. How was that experience for you? It's been amazing. So Mm -hmm. I've been a volunteer with them for basically the whole eight years that I've been in business. I got connected with them very early on. Um, I host three different workshops for them. There's a social media basics, an SEO basics, and a Google Analytics basics. And so every month, um, those are on those are on rotation. So I'm always uh, updating those presentations uh, as we go along. And but got to meet a lot of really great people that way. Um, and that's been a really good audience for me because these are people that are most of them are newer in their business or they're they're at a new level of expanding their business. And they are looking for support. They're looking to grow. They're serious about their business and they're looking to grow. And that's been a really unique opportunity for me to be involved with them. That's so good to hear. Man, just collaborating is so important. Just, you know, once again, putting your, it just goes back to you putting your face out there and then providing service. And that's amazing to hear. Would you find clients from that? Do you say long-term clients? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they they'll get to know me. The workshops are most of them are about two hours long. And so they feel like they've gotten to know me mm-hmm. from these workshops and they feel like they trust me and they feel like yeah. I I do bring some value in my experience and and it it helps uh it helps me again build that relationship before we even try to do any business together because they've had that time with me in the workshop and and they yeah. feel like they they trust me and that um just just that credibility factor of of that interaction has made a big difference yeah i bet i bet just to transition what would you say you're currently learning right now to just level up your agency So we have two areas of focus that our team is all getting on board with. And one is local SEO. So helping local businesses show up in that Google Maps three pack. And I just find that to be really the most important thing that a local business can do is to build their their Google business profile truly optimize that profile and maintain that profile on a regular basis. So Google is looking for businesses to be regularly engaged with their profile. It's not just enough enough to set it and forget it. Google wants to see you posting to your profile, just like you might post to Facebook. They want to see you making regular Post. You've got an image, some text, maybe a link to a blog or to an event or or something that you're involved with, um, giving updates and, and highlights about your business and, and updating the photo gallery. And that's that's the beginning steps of local SEO. And we are currently testing a variety of different systems and different uh, platforms that are that are helping to measure and track our success with with these uh, uh, listings in the three pack. And so this is this has been a big focus of ours to really get this dialed in. Um, 
we have a pretty good sense and we have a pretty good track record of helping people be more visible in the mm-hmm. Google Maps 3 but it's something that is constantly changing and evolving that you've got to stay up with, with Google. And um, so this is a, a big focus of how do we, how do we keep, how do we keep growing and learning about, about changes and about what works and what doesn't work and, and what's the best way to measure the success. We've got a couple different tools that we use and we're still kind of working through which of those really make the most sense. There's a lot of different metrics we can track, but which ones are those are really the most meaningful and we're still working through that. But um, I've, uh, it's something that all of us as a team are very passionate about that that local SEO is is just it's it's everything for a mm-hmm. small business. So that's that's a really big focus of ours. Um, and a second one is the new Google Analytics four. So Google is discontinuing their current universal platform, their legacy platform of analytics, and that's going away at the end of June. And so I think all of us in in uh, digital marketing are really trying to work through the the training and the education that goes into, okay, Mm -hmm. how do we now become experts in this new version in Google Mm -hmm. Analytics 4 and really remodeling all of our systems for tracking. Um, We do regularly Google Analytics reporting for a large number of our clients. And so we're having to completely rethink and rebuild what do these reports look like now? What are the metrics that matter? What do they mean to the client? And so this is this has been our our current learning curve is uh, really getting that dialed in. And uh, of course, I'll need to be able to teach the workshops for it for SCORE. So I have mm-hmm. to really know, <laughs> know what I'm talking about. And so that's that's a big area of learning for us. Yeah, thank you for sharing. That was very thorough. You know, Google Business Profile, that sounds fairly new. And would you say that it's been just, I mean, challenging a little bit with your clients and the newness of it and kind of like shifting towards different platforms? Do you use other platforms as well? Um, well, so for the Google Business listing, that's been around for a while. Um, but what's changing is some of the features that are on your profile. So for example, posting is new yeah. in the last couple years. And it's also new that Google has put such a big priority on it. So you will be prioritized in search results when you're doing all the right things and being regularly active with your Google business profile. Yeah. And so um, that that profile is something that's that's always evolving on Google's end, and again, it's just something that we're always chasing and always trying to stay on top of. Um, but the more that you're focused on it and really paying attention, um, I think has huge dividends for a business. Mm. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, the, just the posting on it is, I would say, it's fairly new, like you said, but mm-hmm. just going back to that, so you're walking your clients through that with your team, or is it just, mm-hmm. this is just like individual? Um, They will work with me on the elevator pitch, and mm-hmm. that's really my particular area of expertise is working mm-hmm. one-on-one. We'll get on Zoom. We'll open up a Google Doc. 
Um, I usually like to start with a list of keywords. So let's just come up with a list of keywords that we would like to be able to rank for in Google mm -hmm. and keywords that we think that our audience is typing in to, to be able to, to find us. So it starts with a list of keywords and then we just start thinking about those in priority. I'd, I'd make sure that we organize those uh, keywords in a, in a priority order. Yeah. And then we start writing out the elevator pitch. It's usually two to three paragraphs and it's very concise. It's very specific. Um, a lot of times the clients themselves feel like oh, I know what my business is now <laughs> that they, they maybe weren't oh, wow. as clear because I'm going to ask them a lot of detailed questions and uh, maybe ask some things they hadn't thought of before and how do they explain what they do. Mm. And so, um, that, yeah, that, that elevator pitch is really important. Um but just really going through and, and optimizing the, the listing, making sure it's verified, making sure that all of the information is correct, making sure that they've posted a physical address for their business. Um, even if they work at home, I still encourage people to list publicly their address on a Google business listing, because I can guarantee you that Google is prioritizing those listings with an address versus those without. Mm. And I know more and more people are working from home now, um, but having that address is so important because so much of SEO is geography based and Google's trying to match up the search intent with the business that's that's nearest to it. And so mm. if, if Google doesn't know your address, your actual address on a map pin um it won't be able to serve your results as effectively. So that, that's another big piece that I always try to get across to clients, even if they work at home. And I, I know that can be challenging for some people and I get it. Yeah. Um, but I can say that it's incredibly important to make sure to include an actual physical address to your business. And it can't be a PO box. It can't be a, a mailbox anywhere. It's got to be an actual location that a person could visit. Mm. Um, and so uh, it's, it's just those kinds of, of tips that we'll walk through with, with the client to help them get the most out of their Google business listing. And, and having the ultimate goal be, how do you show up in that three pack? Mm. Wow. Thank you for just sharing some SEO gems <laughs> for our listeners. Yep. I think that's so important. You know, how would you say, how, how has it been like for you building a team and just navigating leadership over the years? Yeah. So we are currently at a team of five and we are looking to continue growing. Um, I think one of the next hires will be a salesperson to help me out because right now I am our only salesperson mm. um, and also trying to do everything else. <laughs> so at some point, um, probably by next year, we will be hiring a salesperson um, and I've got to figure out how to clone myself. That, that's going to be <laughs> the, the key. And so that's that's the biggest challenge. Um, how do I convey my sales process? Mm. Because 
while technically I am the salesperson for the company, I really don't consider myself a salesperson. I go out and I meet people and I don't approach them with, hi, I'm Stacy. Let me sell you my product. Like that's just not cool. And nobody wants that. Yeah. Um, so I don't, when I, when I'm meeting somebody new, I don't talk about my business unless they ask. It's not something I'm going to force on somebody. Yeah. I'm happy to answer any questions, but it's not something that I'm just going to go up and, and force upon somebody. And so um, I, I feel like I have maybe a different approach than maybe the typical person coming out of sales school, as it were. <laughs> um, and so I've got to figure out, and, and I'm working through some systems of what would that onboarding process look like if I was going to hire a salesperson um, and, and how do I hire them with an approach that would be similar to, to my own? Yeah. That is so important to me that they don't just come off as, as a sleazy salesperson because there's, <laughs> there's plenty of those out there. And so um, that's, that's uh the, the challenge and, and where I'm focused in the new year is how do I create that onboarding process um, to, to train them to, to approach the position the way I would. Mm. Um, and so uh, we're working through that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge just to align align with you just to have the same values as you. I mean, just no one wants to come off so easy. It's like taking yeah. on a date first. <laughs> like, exactly. come on. There you go. That's a good way to put it. I like that. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so what skill would you say throughout the years that you've just had to cultivate over time to get to the place you're in today? Hmm. Um, I would say, gosh, just trusting, um, just trusting that I'm doing the right things. And sometimes they, they don't always show up as immediate positive results with, mm. with everything we do and try. Um, but I believe we have a very good product. I believe we have a very good approach with our clients. I believe that we genuinely care about our clients and we mm. really truly want to see them succeed. And I think that comes across in my, my relationships with, with people that I mm. meet um, and um, building that credibility and rapport with people uh, is has just been the the main focus. It's all about relationships. Mm -hmm. mm, I love that. You can feel your heart when you're saying that. It just means a lot. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. What would you say you're currently most proud of right now on your journey? Oh, um, well, we this past summer, we just uh, moved our office. We doubled our office space. So we're excited about that. And we've been growing our team. Um, so those are all really positive aspects. Um, actually we just relaunched our own website, which has been in the works for literally probably about three years and it just keeps getting put on the back burner and we always put our clients first and there's just mm -hmm. never enough time in a day to do our own marketing. 
Um, but we're very, very excited and proud of the relaunch of our own website at musimacmarketing.com. Mm, that's so exciting. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad to hear that. I mean, there's only so much you can do in a day, but it's so yeah. exciting that you're able to, to yeah. relaunch that. Yeah. So that's yeah. been that's been our big news. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> on the flip side of that question, what would you say your biggest rock to move on your journey to seven figures? Um, yeah, so really having all the best possible systems in place in terms of project management and your CRM, and we're constantly testing out new systems. And, and as our team grows, as our business grows and evolves, sometimes mm -hmm. we're having to switch those systems. And so we're always trying to figure out, do, do our current systems serve us? Do we need to be evolving in some of those systems? And mm -hmm. so um, that's something that we're really getting through. One of our recent hires was a project manager. And so we're excited about that and getting us all on board with, with a new project management system. And uh, that's, that's going to be so important as we continue to hire more people. Um, so. <laughs> that is something that we've been we've been focused on. Yeah, that's great. You know, what would you say like took you or what did it take for it to be just consistent or for you to be able to feel grounded within the current systems that you have, would you say? Um as far as feeling grounded for the company overall uh would be um Having having client retainers on an ongoing monthly basis, um, as opposed to when when we first started out, we were mostly focused on the web design aspect, mm -hmm. and it's something that we continue to be very passionate about. But with with web design, you never really know when your next project's coming. Mm. You sell a website, you get a nice little chunk of money, and that's great. But if you don't know where the next website is coming from, it's hard to plan on plan on what what kind of office space you need, what kind of staffing you need, what kind of commitments can you make for your business if yeah. you don't know where the next thing is coming from. And so when we expanded to do more retainer types of business, which would be paid media, it would be the advertising clients that are advertising on a regular, consistent monthly basis. Um, or it might be an SEO client where we're mm. managing their SEO or managing their social media. And so that shift, when we decided to put a little bit more emphasis on the retainer sides of our business, that really helped us to be able to grow and commit to things like office space and more staff and mm. And other things that we would need, even you know, committing to to buying the the, the project management software and and mm. just all these different things that are going to take investment. They're going to take a commitment, and it was really hard to make those kinds of commitments when we just could never project income from from month to month. And so, yeah. um, it's been a really good balance now. So we still, websites are still very much a, an important piece of our business, but by adding in that extra layer of, of more dependable revenue, that's really helped us grow a lot. Mm. 
Yeah, that's huge. Dependable revenue. It just sounds like switching from more short term to more long term mm-hmm. based and thinking. Well, and having it's it's not even just switching, but just having a better balance mm-hmm. of, of those yeah. of those different uh, different areas. Yeah. So that's that was that was a good thing that it, it took us a while to figure that out. Oddly enough, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we're we're in a better place now. <laughs> That's good to hear. I'm glad that you've gotten to that balanced place. Yeah. 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 So I've really enjoyed this conversation. I think it's been very honest and thorough. What Do you have any last advice for agency owners listening to this or your peers listening to this? Um, well, I would say my own advice that I've I've been giving myself, and we touched on it earlier, is don't be afraid to say yes. When you get an opportunity, um, particularly saying yes to something that maybe scares you, maybe mm-hmm. makes you nervous, maybe intimidates you, um, that is how we grow. And that's been a that's been a recent focus for me: is how do I do something new that scares me every day? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really trying to work toward that. Um, it it kind of goes along with don't be afraid to take risks in your business, which I think is so important. Um, if you take very strategic risks, um, just, you know, the, the basic things, getting an office space for the first time, hiring your first employee, um, those things can be very scary, but I think that they're necessary risks. And so, just being open to say yes to things that scare you and being open to take risks because no risk, no reward. We've mm-hmm. all heard that saying before. And it's so true. Um, I probably wish I would have taken a few more risks earlier on in the mm-hmm. business. Um, but that's, that would be my, my key nugget for today. Yay. That's so huge. Saying yes, even to the things that scare you. I think that I'm similarly in a season where things that I'm pushing past my comfort zone have brought me a lot of reward. And at first I didn't see it, but then after I like looked over the mountain, I could see it. So I think that's good to hear. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm certain listeners will enjoy this episode. How can people get in contact with you? I can be reached at musimacmarketing.com. Happy to take phone calls anytime, 503-737-4470. I am one of those rare types that actually does really answer the phone, even if I don't recognize the number. (laughs) So please feel free to reach out. Yay. Thank you so much. (laughs) And have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Christine. (laughs) Bye-bye.